welcome to the Kettlebell Collective podcast. On today's episode, Ian interviews me, uh, Tiffany Longcore. <laughs> so you can find me running the Kettlebell Collective Instagram page along with my own. I'm at tiffness.fitness. Since this recording, I've had training spots open up. So if you are looking for coaching, please reach out and we can see if we are a good fit. Um, plus, you can always check out my Patreon for workouts every week along with other great perks like form checks and coaching calls. Keep tagging the Kettlebell Collective in your awesome kettlebell content and enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, this is Ian Gilligan. I am here with Tiffany Longcore, creator of Tiffness Fitness, personal training company dedicated to helping clients find the joy in training. Tiffany is a kettlebell athlete as well as a personal trainer. She trains and competes in kettlebell sport and endurance weightlifting competition. And she has a passion for teaching others how to use kettlebells. She also enjoys coaching bodyweight exercises, battle ropes, conventional weightlifting, and stretching and recovery techniques for a well-rounded training routine. She specializes in helping her students adopt healthy habits and strongly believes that you should move every day in the ways you love best. Tiffany, yep. thank Hi. you. Thank you for Hi, joining me you? on the podcast. Doing Happy well. And in addition to your uh, listed credentials, everybody, Tiffany is the person behind the Kettlebell Collective Instagram account, curating all the content and uh, engaging with people. Yeah. And then I also do the intro on the podcast. So I'll be introducing and myself. And you'll be <laughs> introducing yourself to this podcast. <laughs> Guess who's on it today? It's me. I'm on the podcast today. <laughs> huh. Awesome. It'll be, a, it'll be a quick intro then. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so, fun. I like doing the, the Kettlebell Collective page. It's fun to, to take all the posts and share everything. Awesome. And I, <laughs> I love that you're doing it. Doing a great <laughs> job. Doing a great job. So you were just telling me you have a full schedule of clients that you're coaching. So is this online I coaching? Is this live coaching? Tell me about that all online uh i do i i just this week picked up a couple more people and i i don't think i could do any more online programming anymore without people's without putting a lot more time and things that i need to and also i want to make sure that everyone's getting the amount of time that they deserve so yeah i i very excited uh that i <laughs> i didn't think that was the thing that would happen but i did um it's, it's awesome i get to very coach cool all sorts of different people and all around the world at this point, which is really cool. <laughs> that's awesome. What's, what's a tip or tips that you would give to a coach that's looking to have a full schedule? Um, I would say just one, be patient um, and make connections and be yourself. Those are the things I think uh, that have helped me the most is like not trying to like be like an Instagram fitness influencer or anything. I'm, very much myself and i talk to people every day on the page i interact with people all the time um and i think that people very or like originally reach out to me because they like my me they like my personality they think that i and i'm approachable and i think that's really helpful um for getting people to want to work with you about how much time per day would you say you invest in uh connecting with people online 
I mean, I would say like just on Instagram posts alone, I probably spend over an hour like doing like creating the content, posting, interacting with content around that. Um, and then and then just sort of on throughout the day, I kind of click on. So I'd probably say a couple hours every day, not including Kettlebell Collective stuff too, because um, okay. I'm on there interacting as well, but I'm not yeah. really promoting myself on there. <laughs> yeah. And is that every day of the week? Uh, most days of the week. Saturdays, I usually do a little bit less. And then Sundays, I am not really on at all because I'm programming all day. So if I pop on there, it's just like a very quick pop on, pop off situation instead of like me doing the whole talking to people all day it's mostly just talking to clients that day because i'm i want to touch bases with them make sure that we are on the same page and letting them know what their program is and possibly filming something for them if i put something in there that they don't know what i'm talking about so about two hours per day um so what would be what are some high impact things that you do online and what are some things that are just a waste of time that people shouldn't worry about i think reels are a really high impact thing right now um which are super goofy a lot of the time but uh, instagram is really promoting reels and so they get a good reach and also reels are how at least from what i've read uh are how people are getting pushed to new people um mm. and so that's that's why I try to do reels almost every day um, to try to reach a new audience um, while still maintaining um, like like my still like my niche but not <laughs> but still like finding the new people because mm -hmm. there's lots of people who want to learn how to swing a kettlebell properly uh, and what not to do I mean I think you really just have to find what works for you in your field and what sort of clients you want. Um, I, I think overloading on crazy hashtags is a thing that you don't need to be doing. Um, I see like people using insane amounts of hashtags. You don't need to be doing that. Um, I think it's recommended how many, right now. How many do you use? Uh, I was using full 30, but now I've there is new things coming out that you only need to be using eight to 15. So that's what I use on my posts and also on the kettlebell collective posts. I knock if, if they, people already have tags on there, I knock them down to like 15 or so. Um, that's all you really need. And then also that helps it. So you're saying very niche and you're not um, wandering off and using tags you don't need to use. Like people using kettlebell snatch when they aren't snatching at all or something or kettlebell sport when they're not doing sport. Um, be fair, the kettlebell sport hashtag is a mess because nobody knows what kettlebell sport is. But uh, finding the tags that actually are relevant to what you're doing um, because if you do use too many and you're not saying like with where people are interacting, uh, Instagram might think you're a spam bot or something and then not share your post to people. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so reels are very effective at getting exposure, getting new, mm -hmm. um, finding new people in your niche. What else is, have you noticed has been really paying off? Uh, interacting with content because uh, it's social media. And I think a lot of times people like to do uh, a post and then pop off and then just like leave it there up in the air and not do anything with it. Uh, you have to interact with content, comment on people's stuff and you don't have, and like actually comment, not just put like a bunch of flame emojis, like <laughs> put something that's yeah. worthwhile. Uh, and that's also how you create connections and like make friends on Instagram. 
which is also great because then you have a whole bunch of little people, fun little community of people on there. Cool. Very cool. So what about posting still images versus posting video? I really don't post that much still images uh, just personally um, because it doesn't really do much for what I'm doing. Um, like for me, I think video works the best for showing people how to do things. Um, if I do do pictures, it's very much like a, this is a picture so you can see all the different pieces um, with like captions everywhere. Uh, but I think pictures are great too. Um, lots of people use them very effectively, but there's people who are using them more effectively than me personally. So I would just leave it to them and I'll stick to what I'm doing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So do you recommend, um, so you're like a kettlebell coach, personal trainer, are all of your posts geared towards those topics? Um, most of them. I mean, I, this is my like fitness business account that I do most of my stuff on, uh, or at least Tiffany's fitnesses. I have like a se separate one that I don't really post on. So, uh, so real quick, Tiffany's Instagram is at tiffness.fitness. Yes. So you can pull that up, pull to the yeah. side of the road without your phone. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's mostly, it's training based. There's, uh, there's, not a lot of not training stuff um, on there. It's all mostly exercise, training, recovery, Indian clubs, mace, kettlebell um, type work. Because uh, that's what that page is. Um, and that's what I like to talk about. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Not, so yeah. So how do you uh, package your offerings? Like, do you sell one-off sessions, packages, or a program? Yeah, so I have a few different offerings. Um, so I have online programming, um, and that's just a month-to-month -month basis. Some people like to commit just for several months. Some people just have like an ongoing thing. Um, either way works, and that's priced based on how many workouts per week. Um, and that's what's filled up, so I can't do that right now anymore for the, the time being. Uh, and then I also do Zooms, one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings, um, and those are also you can buy like a few up ahead of time or you can uh, do one-offs. Um, and then I also do form checks where people just send me videos if they don't want to do like a live chat or if time mm. zones are a big pain in the butt because uh, they can be. Um, you can just send me a video of your thing and of whatever lift you're working on and I will send back a video with like detailed uh, advice for you and things to work on um, if a live meeting just doesn't work or you just don't want to do one. Um, and then I do Patreon. Uh, Patreon is just, there's a few different tiers. You can do the form check where it's video or you can do a live one. Um, and they get workouts every week on the Patreon page. Just And that goes on kind of by request, what kind of workouts people are looking for. That's um, mostly, I, I write them, but it's all very much like, what do you guys want to see? And whatever they see, they, they get. <laughs> cool. I love yeah. the form checks. Uh, you know, kettlebell moves are not simple, not no. intuitive. And getting a, another set of eyes on it is just huge in terms yeah. of tackling the learn, learning curve. Yeah, it's helpful. I mean, I, I still like, I have friends, I still send things to them. Like, hey, is this, does this look okay? Can you just like, just, you just need another set of eyes. And you just need an outside perspective as well. Even, um, even as a coach, you still sometimes need, often need an outside perspective to make sure that you're not 
you you look at yourself through rose gla- through rose colored glasses or something, you know, you're like, oh, I'm doing great. And then someone else is like, but what about this? And you're like, oh, didn't even think about it. Might be just a blind spot, you know, and then, and then they can help you and you can keep improving because there's always ways to improve. Coaches need coaches. I was doing yes. deadlifts for uh, probably five years. And then a year ago, saw myself on video and I had a slight round in my lumbar spine. And I was like, what the heck is that? You know, I had no like, idea. Oh no, I've been yeah. doing these for so long. Yeah, it's nobody told me. <laughs> like, dang it. <laughs> it's the worst. You're like, I, I'm doing great. That's also why I take a bunch of video of everything. Because I'm like, at some point, I'll notice it, hopefully. Um, but <laughs> you got got you can't you can't see yourself doing it, especially now because I train in a tiny room most of the time where there's not even like a mirror for me to like check myself. <laughs> yeah, mirrors are useful. Yeah, mirrors are good. So let's jump into sport. You are a candidate master of sport. Yes. What does that mean, and how did you achieve that title? Uh, so. In sport, there are ranks. They, um, depending on the league, they all have different uh, like rank requirements um, and like weight requirement, bell weight requirements. It's all very, it's a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. But basically, uh, in the IKO, I did enough reps with a 20 kilo bell. Um, I think the requirement. Real, real quick, real quick for kettlebell sport. Um... What are the what are the moves? And just at a very high level, what is it? So kettlebell sport is an endurance weightlifting sport. Uh, there are three main lifts. Uh, it is snatch, and you do it for ten minutes straight, and you can't put the bells down. Uh, if you put the bells down, you're done. Um, so for snatch, you do single hand, and you can switch your hand once. Once you switch, you can't switch back. Uh, for long cycle, which is a fancy way of saying clean and jerk, you have double bells, or you, sometimes there's a single bell option. Um, and for the double bells, you can't put the bells down at all. Um, and then for jerk, it's obviously just straight jerk for 10 full minutes. Um, and the goal is to get as many reps as possible while lasting for that full 10 minutes. Um, to be to finish the set um that's the very basic explanation of sport uh the technique's a little bit different than hard style because you're doing it for endurance versus like full power um which hard style more based in power awesome thank Um, you yeah please continue Uh, back to yeah your journey oh so i um in february of 2021 yes uh i was in uh the 74 kilo weight class, which is how much I weigh. Um, and under that weight class, I had to get 121 reps in 10 minutes. And I got in which, which, um, in snatch, uh, with a 20 kilo bell. And, uh, I did it. I got, I got a hundred, I got 130 reps in, in that. And it's been a really long time coming. I've been training sport for like four years. Um, So it takes a long time and it takes uh, a lot of patience. And at one point you could have gotten candidate master sport with a 16, uh, but I don't think that's a thing at this, at that league anymore. (laughs) So I had to get with the 20. Um, And then if I want to get master sport, I have to do it with a 24 kilo bell. Um, For men, I believe it's a 28 for candidate master sport, um, 28 kilos and or 32. Um, 
for a master sport, like the 70 pound crazy kettlebells, uh, for 10 full minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was there's, this, uh, was this in a particular league? Yeah. IKO international kettlebell organization. Okay. And there's a bunch of leagues, right? There is a bunch of leagues. Um, and they all have their own standards and own <laughs> their own, they're, they're all basically the same, but they're the way to like make candidate master sport or master sport is like a little bit different. Um, and I couldn't tell you what all of them are off the top of my head. I usually just look at whatever leagues competition I'm in <laughs> and see what do I have to do to get what I want and then, and then go for it from there. Um, but yeah, they're all, they, it would be nice if it was standardized, but no. So, yeah, it needs to be a global kettlebell organization, GKO. I mean, there. I think that's probably there. Probably is one called that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many of them, like IKFF, IKO, Ket Academy, IKLF, and then there's ones in other countries as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that they probably have their own standards. Uh, so it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to keep track of them all. I just, I just basically my plan for every competition or anything I'm signing up for is I'm going to go do the best that I can. And if I, that means I get to get a rank or if I get to get master sport, that's awesome. Um, but whether or not I make like master sport or something, that's not why I compete. I just love doing it. Um, and that's more important to me than making rank, but it is really cool to, <laughs> to get candidate master sport. I was really excited. I'm still really happy. I can go pop that in the IG bio. So <laughs> yeah. So you were, you said it's, it was a four year journey to get there. What, what were so. the two biggest things that made a difference in your ability to snatch kettlebells for 10 minutes uh coaching um i had a coach uh not for this last training cycle but typically i have somebody programming for me um so i've had i've had great coaches who have um, helped me a lot and i mean i would have terrible technique if, <laughs> if it wasn't if it wasn't for i i wasn't for having coaching um I, I like to post every now and then like a side by side of like my first video of me doing a snatch versus what I do now. Um, and it's night and day and uh, I looked bad and I was doing a lot of things wrong. And I think people uh, oftentimes think that like, I just like popped in and like knew what to do. Uh, but no, I was really bad at things for a really long time. I'm bad at lots of things. I just practice a lot. Um, so coaching, I think is the most important thing and consistency. Um, though I take, uh, I take a lot, I take time off from doing sport and like focusing all of my training on sport. Uh, it's still in my programming every week. Um, whether or not it's like something I'm actively training on, um, I'm still working on it almost every week. Um, though I take like breaks off, uh, like quarterly, but that's just from all training, just cause I need a rest. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise I'll, I'll be tired forever. <laughs> With the, uh, consistency in terms of training for these competitions, how many days a week do you train? Um, I do sport no more than three days a week. I typically train two to three times a week for sport. Um, 
sometimes like if I'm getting like crunch time and I'm like missed a workout maybe four, but I really try to stick to three days um, because it's so much volume and it's so repetitive. Like it's, you're literally doing the same lift for your whole workout. Uh, it's, I think it's really important to have variety in that and doing things to balance that out. Um, but like when I trained for uh, the competition in February, where I got CMS, um, Cadet Master Sport, I, uh, I was doing sport three days a week. And then I had my other days were like active recovery. I was still working out, but I wasn't doing like hardcore training. What's an example like of the things you were doing for active recovery? Um, clubs, mace, and then just uh, doing like mate, like a uh, non-sport work, like regular, like bent rows and squats and things like that, but not necessarily like trying to like go all out with it, just keeping my body moving and then also doing things to benefit my sport lifting. Cool. Yeah. So how long total have you been practicing with kettlebells? Um, a long time, I think <laughs> like five or six years. Uh, it was when I lived like in course gold. So it's been a really long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a, I was working out at home, like in my family's garage and I was just running like that's all I was doing was running and then I was like I should probably do strength training and I was googling what should I get what should what sort of equipment should I get for a home gym and kettlebells came up and they kept coming up and I was like cool one thing that's all I need one thing done and so I got a kettlebell for Christmas that year uh and then I started practicing kettlebells uh I watched a bunch of YouTube videos <laughs> and learned. And then uh, probably like, I don't know, a little, a little while later, I actually went, went to an actual gym. And then a year later after that, I went to core and worked at core and trained at core. And that's where I feel like everything really got, my technique got a lot better than doing everything on my own. And what is core? Core was a, a gym in San Diego. Uh, it was kettlebell based, um, mostly kettlebell based, and uh, where I first learned how to do kettlebell sport. It was a great gym. I really miss it. <laughs> yeah. it, was a, it was a really cool spot. You trained there with me once. I did. I yeah. did. We uh, <laughs> we actually used the Bamf hammer. That's what I remember. Yes. Yeah. And they had all they had all the yeah, fun toys all kinds there. of toys. Giant tire. I have some of them now. <laughs> Do you have when, the hammer? They, I don't have the hammer. Um, I don't know. I think that was I think that was Dan's. Um, mm. I think that I think I think that was his. Uh, no, I don't have the hammer. Uh, I have. I got a lot of my kettlebells from them when they shut down. I bought nice. a bunch of their bells. Um, I got my clubs and a mace, and I think that's it. I don't know. All sorts of random stuff. I was just like, cool. And also I have a lot of shirts that say core on it. Silly, even though it hasn't been a gym in a really long time. <laughs> oh, well. nice. They're good shirts. The message lives on. Yeah. So if people want to learn kettlebells, what do you, what's some advice that you give them? Uh, be patient with yourself um, and be okay with not having it down perfect right away. Uh, I think people really want to have 
uh, instant gratification and like just get it immediately. Um, and that's not necessarily how it works all the time. Sometimes it works out like that and that's awesome. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't and you have to be patient with yourself, especially with things like swings, uh, which are really dynamic um, and just take practice. They just take reps to get better at things um, and to film yourself so you can get a different angle what you're doing. Um, and I mean, if you can hire somebody to coach you, so that will help you even more. <laughs> um, but that's not always an option for everyone. Cool. Be patient, film yourself, and if possible, get a coach. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. what do you love about coaching people? I, I love it all. I love helping people get their goals. Also, I love helping people figure out what their goals are because a lot of times people come to me not really knowing what they want to do. And I love them finding some exercise that I put in their workout and then being like, that's what I want to get good at. Like, that's super cool. Um, and just really drilling it and getting good at it and um, hitting their goals or surpassing their goals. Um, or when the technique clicks or like something, some, some cue sometimes will just work and they're like, oh, and then everything kind of comes together. That's such a cool moment to see and be a part of. Uh, I just love coaching. It's my favorite. I have the coolest job. <laughs> I, I really love it. What tips do you have for people to set great goals? Um, be realistic about it. Um, don't like if you're, if you're wanting to train for sport, don't, and you haven't done sport before, maybe don't grab a 20 kilo bell and try to hit 200 reps because you're going to hate life. So be realistic, um, about it, be patient with yourself, um, and be consistent with your practice. Um, I think consistency is really the most important thing with anything. I mean, with anything at all, but with, with kettlebells and sport lifting is really, really important to make sure that you're consistently doing the things that you're working towards. <laughs> I like that. So you have right now, anybody can sign up and do your Patreon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll give a link to that. Um, if people wanted to work with you when you have space, What's the best way for them to contact you? Uh, mo mostly Instagram. Instagram is the best way. Um, that's where I talk to most, most of my people. Um, and that's usually where people find me anyways, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's it. it. But also my website has a contact form and I have an email on there and that comes to my phone. Um, but yeah, those are the best ways to, to get in touch. But Instagram is always great. I love Instagram. What percentage of your clients come from Instagram? All of them. Cool. All of all of them except for one. All uh one but one I just have been coaching since I lived in San Diego or from San Diego. So she knew me before before Instagram. Okay. Uh but all of the other ones I, I I are people I haven't actually met. Um and they're so they're all off of Instagram. Or Reddit. I think also I have somebody who I met who found me on Reddit. Mm -hmm. What are you doing on Reddit with kettlebells? Uh there's a kettlebell subreddit. Oh. Yeah, and so I just post on there sometimes, <laughs> and awesome. then and then we just talk. There's a there's a little little crew of fun little Instagram redditors. So I think it's one of the better pages on Reddit because Reddit can be because <laughs> <laughs> Reddit can be terrifying and dark and not good. Uh, are there are but, there kettlebell conspiracy theorists on Reddit? 
Not as far as I know. I mean, there's a lot of people telling me that I'm doing it wrong um, when I do sport lifting, but, <laughs> but there's actually, they're great on there. Um, usually people at this point, because I've been posting on there for so long, just sort of know that I'm doing sport. Um, or if somebody just tell me that I'm doing it wrong, there's like some of the guys on there, they'll be like, no, she's doing a different thing. It will defend me, which is really, really nice of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I just, just, I don't have to do anything. I just let them have it out and I'm like I'm just gonna keep posting look I did a really good job today <laughs> wow there's a thriving kettlebell community on reddit I had no idea yeah it's fun it's a great little it's a great little community um yeah I, I'll, I'll talk about kettlebells anywhere so <laughs> very cool so yeah. if you want to reach out to Tiffany learn about her offerings you can hit her up on Instagram at Tiffness. T-I-F-F-N-E-S-S dot fitness or go to our website, tiffnessfitness.com and send her a message. Yeah. Awesome. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you so much for I your work with the Kettlebell Collective and growing the oh, account. Actually, I want to just say something about Kettlebell Collective. If people yes. want to get reposted, how it's best for them to tag us. Please do. Um, because a lot of people tag us in their comments, just like at Kettlebell Collective. The best way for us to see your post is to actually tag us in the pic, like the image where you can just tag people when you're posting it. And that's going to be the best way because otherwise it gets super buried um, in our feed because we, every time I open the app, there's like a hundred plus comments and notifications. So the way I find most of the things I post is off of the things that were tagged in on the profile. So please, please tag us in that and not in the comments because I will not see it if it's in the comments. If I do, it's a miracle and awesome for you, but it's not, it's not a, a great way to do it. Um, yeah, because I want to see everyone's posts. I really love looking through our feed. I like all of them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tiffany. Yeah. And we will talk soon. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks.